Good afternoon. This is uh, back again after a week of taking a short break. This is uh, Let's Figure It Out with Josh and Joe. A short, week-long hiatus for Joe. Yes. Taking in the tropical sunshine. Was it nice every day? No. First day was wonderful. Second and third day was cloudy in Miami. And then we got a little bit of sun the fourth, and then the fifth day was glorious. It was great sun. That's, up, that's when I got all my tan. Mid-70s, would you say? Mid-70s. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but it was windy. Oh, was it? Windy. So mid-70s can go either way. Do you feel like mid-70s and windy, you could still lay out and catch some rays? Or was it – because 75 – I feel like if there's no wind, I can lay out all the way down to probably 67, 68. Yes. But with wind, then you can't do that. But we, 75, was it like blowing a hooli, as they say, when people <laughs> – when the sailors say that, um, people that, that do like sailboats and such. Never heard it. Yeah. yeah. Blowing a hooli, they say. Well, it was windy. Uh, second and third day, we definitely did not no. get into bathing suits. No. So we did all the fun stuff yeah. um, other than lay out on the beach and uh, water yeah. by the pool. So – Glad to be back, though. I do love Saratoga, even in the snow. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So quick Miami story. What do you got? Well, I never knew this. I heard about it. I heard rumors about it. Um, I took a long walk on the beach, just up North Beach towards South Beach. Half a mile down, Mm -hmm. I started looking around and noticed this 400-pound hairy man completely nude. Come on. I'm not joking. So I'm looking up, and I'm thinking, this man must be lost, European, little mental, yeah, walking towards the water. And I'm starting to get concerned. And I thought, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. I start looking around the beach, and all of them were nude. So you stumbled upon a nude beach. I, I didn't know that there was one in such a populated area. I stumbled upon a nude beach. Okay. So I'm walking through. I'm thinking, when does this end? When does this end? People are walking past me. They are completely nude. Men, women, all shapes and sizes. And am I correct? Because I stumbled upon one in the Canary Islands. And it seems like at nude beaches is people that aren't necessarily super fit. Would you agree with that assessment? Let's just say all shapes and sizes. Fair enough. Ages. A wide Variety, if you will. The whole gamut. See what I did there? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, wide and full, let's say. So that was fine with me. I actually put my phone away because I'm thinking if I'm holding my phone, they might think I'm taking pictures of them. Right, right. That's neat that you were aware of that. And then you put your phone in your pocket. Yeah, and for the record, I was fully clothed. Okay. Okay. Now, if you stumble upon this nude beach, which I did, (laughs) like I said, in the Canary Islands, um, Back many moons ago when I was uh, married to Maite, I um, felt kind of guilty that I wasn't naked because I felt like they're doing their thing and they're being very, uh, what's the right word? Free? Yes. And then because I have my clothes on, it's like I'm not playing hard to get, not that as if they wanted to see me naked, (laughs) just that I felt like I was being a little more guarded and I felt like I was like breaking a rule, I guess is probably the best way to say it. Did you have that feeling at all? Were you just so weirded out and shocked by it that you didn't really have that feeling? Well, I was a bit traumatized as I'm walking past all these nude people who had no problem brushing up against me, by the way. Wait, what? What do you mean? They were just walking past me. It was very crowded. Yeah. And they, they were just br- 
brushing up against me, and I'm I'm looking down, probably not the best place to look down because the <laughs> men were nude. Yeah. And so I just was lost. Thank God I had sunglasses on. But I had no problem with it. I think I've been to Europe, to beaches in Europe. People go topless all the time. Mm. No issue with it. I'm totally not judgy. Mm. I think people should be the shape and size they are comfortable in. Sure. You know? But the problem was I was so traumatized because that big guy mm. who I saw walk into the water, yeah. he turns around and he bends over. Come on. I, <laughs> it's not a good look for anyone, I, let alone <laughs> 400 pounds and hairy. I wish I was making this up. I wish I were making that this up. <sighs> it was uh, slightly traumatic. What was so, he picking up? A Frisbee? A seashell? You, you, didn't, know, you didn't stick around to look, did you? He, you just looked in the other way, the other direction. You couldn't miss it. He no. could have walked further into the water and bent over with, you know, yeah. water ho- waist high. No. I, you know, I can't help it. I, I just kept walking, and unfortunately, it went on for at least a quarter mile. Yeah. And, you know, sand is not easy to walk on. You, you can't necessarily no. run no. in sand. Yeah. So there was no escaping it. I was just sweating. I just wanted to get out of there. And yeah. not to judge anyone because, I again, I have no problem with it. But right. But the bending over part really, so really. Not an arousing moment for you. <laughs> it was the antithesis <laughs> of an arousing moment. If arousing were London, this experience was more Tokyo. Would you say? I, Tokyo's a cool place. No, no, no. I'm not saying one's good and one's bad. Just the opposite of. It's like downtown Yemen where you No one would confuse feel... London with Tokyo, I think is what I I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very Tokyo moment. <laughs> so I would say that was uh, my Miami moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's interested, I can tell you the cross streets for when that nude beach starts. Starts and, when and it ends. ends. Sure. So. Sure. Wow. That's a tough moment. I didn't run into any of that while you were gone. It was a personal welcome to Miami moment. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Will Smith doesn't sing about that in the song. Welcome to Miami. He doesn't say, you don't know the song? Are you kidding I me right now? You don't know the song Miami by Will Smith. No, I like don't. Like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You don't know, you don't know that I wa- song? I watched all of his episodes. I don't Folks, remember. this is great. That is probably one of the most popular songs right around 2000. Everyone who's listening to this will know that song. Joe does not. <laughs> I was lost. We will look it up here shortly. We will. We'll give full credit to Will Smith so we can play it uh, over the air. It's not like I'm suggesting that I wrote and perform the song. And I will look that up in a moment. Perform. Um, yeah. I Really? Miami, Will Smith. Don't know it. I don't know that song. Oh, my yeah. good God. Okay. Yeah. So on, on to... Um, we, we did do a little lightning around with me last time. Joe threw some questions my way. There are some things that we're going to get to in this episode because we've just had time. I made notes. Nerd alert on Josh for making a page full of notes. But I do have a lightning round prepared if you want to go with that or if you have something else you want to start with. Um, fire, away, fire away when ready. Well, go with the lightning round. Just so as everybody knows, I'm really cringing and I'm about to get a migraine because I'm very nervous. But you're nervous about answering these questions? From you? Yes. What? They're not even that difficult. Do you know yourself? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I do rather well. I've known, each other, I've known myself for almost a half century now. And um, this evil smile on his face right now? No, the first one's very okay. fun and, okay. and easy. And then it gets a little trickier, but... All I ask for is honest answers. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. All right. I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. In a lot, I guess I wrote like a full paragraph on some of these sentences. Ooh. And a lot of them are influenced on, again, I always 
kind of try to be very honest about what I do with my time. And I do, from time to time, watch YouTube shorts. Um, Seiko got me into them, but that's no excuse. I continue to watch them from time to time. And again, there's this one where this guy is, I would say, in his late 20s. And he just asks a bunch of young women questions about dating and, and gender roles. And um, he seems like a real grumpy guy who doesn't get a lot of dates. And that's a lot of where his questions come from. So a lot of these aren't really coming from me, but they stirred a lot of debates on these little shorts. Um, and that's where a couple of these questions come from. And the ones that do, I will, I will preface them with saying this comes from this particular podcast. And the first one does, but I think this is a really cute question to ask. Um, is it cool or not if there is a passable to good vibe on a first date and the guy asks permission to kiss you? Very so how do you feel about the asking of permission oh. on the kissing side? Oh, very cool. And the greatest thing about that question is it happened to me, oh my God, 30 so years ago. Fair enough. So it, it is, it is, it's very cool okay. because um, if you're excited about the guy during the date sure. and then you do want a kiss, I think it's cool if they ask and yeah. then you can choose. Now, it's also happened where somebody has been a little more forward right? and you, I wasn't interested and so I was able to politely say not on the first date. Right. And then you just ghost them after. So it gives you like a moral rejection, easy pass. Yes. Easy pass sounds like you're driving on a throughway in New York State. But you know what I'm saying? Like a, a pass, a, a, a way, an easy out. Like I just don't kiss on the first date. It's not my thing. I, so it gives you an, an easy out where you don't have to perform said kiss. Yeah. Right? And, and, and unfortunately, they kind of know by now you're not interested yeah. if you say... Not on the first date. Right. So it doesn't come across as nerdy because a lot of the, on this podcast that I'm, I'm referring to, a lot of them were like, nope, not doing it. I, I'm out. The guy or the girl? Again, it was the guy. It was the nerdy 20-something guy. He was asking all these women who were the very oh. precipice of their dating experience. They're like 19 to 21, 22, the women that he asked all the time. And they're always someone who is markedly more attractive than he is, but pretty much everyone's more attractive than he is. He's not... He's not an unattractive guy, but I think that's part of the podcast. He's asking as the disenfranchised guy who probably can't get a ton of dates. Yeah. So he's asking all these women who are, you know, fairly attractive. And he says, he says, you know, if a guy asked permission to kiss you on a first date, and they, they all were like, they were all very, it was a negative thing for them. Oh, I, I like it when guys ask. Yeah, because I think it can be played off as cute and fun and oh, old school, sweet. right? Forget See, cute and fun, sweet. Yeah, I think it's neat. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool. neat. What am I, 90? <laughs> I am old enough. I don't need to say neat on a podcast. But um, so I thought it was cool. I was kind of somewhat surprised. I mean, the gender role that these young women ask guys to play is really out there. And I'm going to get to another couple of questions that are, are also from that podcast. But I thought they were apt and interesting and, and fun to ask you. So, okay. so you're into the ask of permission. It's you don't think it's emasculating. You don't think it's... You don't think that it's like an issue that way, right? Not a, it, No, far from emasculating. In fact, that's the opposite because um, I think the reaction for by women when somebody asks, especially if they're cute and you had a fun, you're having a fun time, is you know, 
just giddy like oh my gosh this is great and then the the female doesn't have to go home thinking oh i wish he kissed me right because at least it brings it up right absolutely yeah so so again all these questions you got joe and josh you have you have one sample of a male and one sample of a female and i've found absolutely that opinions all differ it's not like 85 percent of women say this i think this would be pretty close to a 50 50 split on this one yeah but i love the fact that you answered in that way i thought that was you know it's like it's how i wish someone would answer because i ah. think it's nice i think not consent it's a kiss but you know like kind of a consent where both people are clearly thinking about it and clearly interested in it. i think it's cool right yeah. i did get engaged to the guy who kissed me who asked oh. to kiss me how'd that play yeah. out uh, we didn't get married, but no. you know, I did eventually get engaged to him. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, so I have a good memory for that question. All right, so, attached to that question. All right, I'm ramping up. Here's here's a tricky one. Okay. This topic gets a lot of reaction lately because I think there's a, there's a lot more discussion about this topic, and we've talked about this um, in days and weeks and months gone by. Would you, Joe? Would you, comma, Joe, comma, date a man if he was married and was in an ENM, an ethically non-monogamous relationship? He ticked a bunch of really cool boxes, and his wife was even keen to meet you, meaning his story checked out. Because I think a lot of people claim they have an open relationship, or they are ENM, and it's probably not true. They're just trying to spend some time with you, or... Maybe get some physicality out of the um, the encounter, and they suggest that you know they are ENM and they are not. So this guy is legit. And the whole point of me saying that his wife is even keen to meet you is just I don't I'm not trying to get into like to a kitchen table poly situation, but just that she does exist and she does know because he's saying that you know if you want to meet her, I think it would be wonderful. If someone was really cool. They're ticking boxes. They have nice footwear, um, handsome, you know, um, motivated, but they are married, and it seems to be a, a, a you know, happiest marriage. And, and the person, the other person, would be keen to meet you if you saw that that was something you wanted to do. Would you pursue that? I'm going to answer that in categories. Right. Um, in my early twenties, even the twenties, I would say no because you're still idealistic. You know, you want to get married, you want your own family, you want your own kids. At least I am, I didn't say you. Um, in my 30s, I'd probably also be in the same position of not wanting to interrupt somebody else's marriage. I would see it as an interruption, even though the girl says, yeah, it's okay, we've all talked about it. I would still feel like I would be getting in the middle of their relationship. Yeah. Um, in my early 40s, <laughs> which I'm not either, um, I read the book that uh, you introduced, which is called Open Monogamy. Mm -hmm. um, very interesting book. I think it has a lot of um, valuable information for anyone, whether they want to be in a monogamous or non-monogamous relationship. And I decided, not only after that book, but a lot of conversations and a lot of research and reading through, if Note if anybody doesn't know me, I'm kind of a nerd. I deep yeah. dive into jump topics. into it. It's great. I don't know if this time, this point in my life, um, I would pursue that, and the answer would probably be a no. Um, yeah. You know, 
that that's an open topic too because there are non-monogamous non-monogamous relationships that involve say a married couple but the girl or the guy has alzheimers or sick in the hospital with a terminal situation so you know i'm i for me in the situation i'm in i probably would say no right yeah i'm not necessarily a proponent of one or the other i just thought it was yeah. a good question to ask and i think just as a caveat to that i think most of us are involved in polyamory and enm more often than we care to think because people typically do date more than one person at a time and that happens with tremendous frequency as your stable um <laughs> comments. comments i mean that counts i mean you she might not think that, but that is clearly an E&M situation. But I don't know how E it is from her side if she has more than one person in the stable and they don't know about it. So right. monogamy is a very specific thing. It means you have is. one partner for life. No one is truly monogamous. If you are a serial monogamous, you are not a monogamous. I mean, if you've had more than one partner in your life, I mean, monogamy truly means you had one partner and that was it to the end of time. So... There's a lot of definitions will play a huge role in this podcast, and we can get back on this one later. But totally, I think you specifically asked if the guy was married. Right, correct, 100. percent That's exactly so. What I asked. That's the specific, probably no, and I, you know, part of that is my upbringing. My father, right, was not. We have a, lots of baggage. We all do. Correct. That's so, the beauty part. No but, one is unscathed. No one gets through the first 25 years unscathed, let right. alone a half a century. So we're all dealing with. Yeah. events and experiences but that's the beauty part yeah. you're not gonna have all great experiences and yeah yeah so for me what i would say just because my experience wasn't great right. as the daughter of a father who you know sure. cheated on my mom i'm colored by that experience right so right right well, well we could we could revisit that one yeah, later sure. that was a great answer i feel like this one's pretty pretty easy to go <laughs> Um, also, this one was also in that in that podcast, and I, I can't remember the name of it. I will look it up here in a minute. But um, they they talk a lot about gender roles and in in the initial part of the dating experience, like who brings what to the table, because the guy usually asks asks for the date. Um, the man often pays for the date. So, what is the woman bringing to the table? There's not a lot of assertiveness there. Mm. And so my question is kind of born out of that gender role concept of, as I wrote it out, if you went out for drinks on a first date and had a good time, but when the check came, just like 45, 50 bucks, like a couple of drinks each, right? Um, and the guy takes his card out and kind of reaches for yours too to split it. Are you good with that? Let me finish with a couple other kind of, and then do you think most women are? I would argue to say that though many women would say they're okay with it, they really are not okay with it. Um, if that is, in, if it is indeed the guy's job to pay on a first date or most dates, is that just the guy's duty? Mm. Then, if that if that is, then what's what's the woman's duty on the date? Just to be charming and have her hair done nicely? Um, I, I just. And then I even wrote in here, the bomb goes off when I ask this question. If the theory goes, if the theory goes, whoever asks the other person out should pay, but it's also the role of the guy to ask someone out. I know some women do, but I would say out of, in, in heterosexual relationships, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning, mm -hmm. I would say the guy asks the woman out 
85% of the time. I think that's a pretty accurate number. Yes. So it's kind of built in. Like I have no problem paying. I, when I go out socially, whether it be on a romantic endeavor or just with friends, I think I pay the ridiculous mass majority of the time. And, and I'm f- totally fine with that. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But I just, I know that I think I asked five million different questions in there, but just basically if you went on a date and you had a good time and the check came and the guy took his card out and then he kind of was motioning to you to see, you know, you know, send your card or cash this way too, are you okay with that? Well, um, I have a couple of different variations of my answer here. If the guy asked me for a date and I said yes, I would assume that, number one, he is in a position where he could pay. You have to be prepared, right? This is going to be a beauty, folks. This is going to be a beauty. So, what do you mean in a position? Like he's not homeless? Like what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, for example. Anyone um, can afford 50 okay, bucks. The, na- the natural question is then, okay, where would you like to go? So if the answer is, you know, the Thirsty Owl downstairs or. Hamlin Ghost. I mean, there's a million yeah, places. Morrissey's, or is it, um, you know, uh, El Mexicano, which the drinks are Expensive, but not as expensive as other places. Okay, right? where are we going so with if, this? So if they say um, Morrissey's, which has fairly high prices, right? I would assume if he agreed to go to Morrissey's that he will have the means to pay for a couple of drinks at Morrissey's versus uh, the Dizzy Chicken, right? So he better be prepared to pay, is my feeling. Otherwise, you should say, you know, you should be honest and say, you know... Um, I have a tight budget. I have three kids. And I don't think this has anything to do with why I asked the question. Okay. The way I asked the question, so, let, me, let, me, let me get back to what the yeah, purpose yeah. was of asking the question. Yeah. Clearly, anyone can afford $50, okay? I, I don't think someone who okay. is okay. not employed is going to sit there and ask Joe out on a date. You look very classy, very sophisticated. I don't think anyone, that's not going to be the case. It is, a, it is a simply a question of gender roles. That's ah, where this question okay. is born. This okay. is not a financial question, okay? Don't even get me started on if many women would even take a date with someone who could be handsome and intelligent but doesn't have the means to pay for $50 for drinks. They would not. I will answer for you on that one. Okay. There is no way that would be the case. Okay. That's a shame, but that is probably the case. Okay, gender roles, first date, the answer is... Um... It's not that he can't afford it. It's just that he thinks that morally, it's people should... Split the check. I have a little trick on this in this regard. I always, first date, 12th date, second date, I always ask, can I help with that bill? Can I help? Which, again, assumes that he's meant to pay. But you're just just offering a slight assistance when you say that. Correct. And if they say, no, 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 then obviously you don't want to push it because then you would be emasculating them if you insisted, I'm paying, I'm paying. Um, I would say on the second date, I actually insist on paying because I feel, I do feel like it should be a 50-50 situation. I should be able to afford paying and he should be able to afford paying. If I know going in that he can't afford to pay, then I'll say, okay, let's go to McDonald's. And I have no problem with that or a coffee shop. So I'm kind of... Joe on a hot date at the Golden Arches. I'm not positive that I see that in your past, present, or future. But I will grant you that this is a tough one to even sit and listen to the answer. But I like where you're going here. So you're saying first date, 
kind of give them the option to kind of pay and take charge because you feel like it'd be slightly emasculating to just kind of say, I'm paying for yes. half. Okay, I buy that. And then the second date, you kind of almost insist that you pay. Yes, in fact, I yes, I do insist. In my experience with you socially, you are at the very forefront of females of the species of, of you know, going out of your way to either offer or just insist you pay. You are totally rad with that. So I almost feel like I'm asking the wrong person because you are, you're also very generous by nature. I am, and um, just because that's how I grew up with my mother being generous as well, and people have been generous to me. So it all comes out in the wash. But I will say I have been offended, going to one of your inner questions there, I have been offended when a guy says, and agrees a little too quickly, that I pay. Oh, you know, a little okay. too quickly, like, oh, sure. Like, the bill yeah. comes, and I kind of reach for it. And he doesn't stop me yeah. at all. Then I have a problem with that because then I'm starting to feel like, okay, a little bit of a freeloading here, especially yeah. if you to a nice place. Well, I can tell you from a guy's perspective that happens all the time. So you have to you have to get used to that as a guy who's on the dating scene. What happens I would all say the time? eighty to 90% of women just assume you're going to pay all the time and rarely even ask. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah. That's desperate. That, that's what the Brits would call desperate. Yeah. I, I think. I don't know what the right word is for that, but it is a thing. So, and this guy really jumps on it on this podcast. And yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm good with him doing that. And the thing is, if you know me at all, I could care less about money. I, I've, I've never had an issue. I don't really care about it, but I also have lived probably a little bit more of a privileged situation with finance. So there's probably a good reason for that. But at the same time, it is... I will say for the guys out there, it is wildly frustrating when someone just, you know, and then sometimes there's not even a thank you. It's just like it's assumed that you were going to pay. And then I just kind of go, and you're in a dating situation. It's not like you're cohabitating and they're doing this and you're doing that. And if there's kind of s some assigned roles that aren't yeah. necessarily gender specific, but over time, this has become my role. Yeah. This has become your role. And it's just more of a, whether it's a casual dating situation or not, but woman just kind of just sits there and waits for you to pick up the tab. Like, that's your job as having a penis in a heterosexual date. It is unattractive, I will say. I actually don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. 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 So, women. <laughs> yeah. At if least you, pretend if, that you're <laughs> offered to pay. Just let them call your bluff. I, I don't know what to say on that. Yeah. But just, yeah. Yeah. It's not a good look because then you ask... If you're meant to pay all the time as the guy, what is she bringing to the table? Just her charming personality? Right. That's that's where it gets bad. Mm. Because I've already... Because where are we going with this? Like, oh, she owes him some sort of physical situation? Of course I don't think that way. Because I've always said, and I always will say on this podcast or in life, that the coolest thing about physicality is like mutual consent. Like, I think that that's the coolest part. Whether it's holding hands or kissing or, you know, the full nine yards. I mean... There's nothing cooler than that. But if it's the guy's job to ask you out, it's the guy's job to pay, it's the guy's job to pick the place, the guy's job, it's not so much picking you up anymore because that's kind of gone by the wayside. Like that yeah. doesn't really happen or open the car door for you, which is nice. I mean, I guess that would be nice if yeah. I were a female. But um, there's a lot of prerequisites on the guy's side. We have to get up the guts to ask, you know, all those things. What does the woman bring to the table? Yeah. 
it's a little old school thinking too for women to think that the man should always pay. Oh. And that's indicative of where they are going as well, where the man has the obligation to provide for you financially and maybe for your children if you're a single mom. And you and I have talked about that. Women have a harder time dating yeah. when they have younger children because you know they have possession of the children and the man has to be able to live within that. Sure. And possibly and most likely yeah. have to help financially. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough one for single moms with children who want to date. Yeah. They might not have the financial means to. Yeah. So, tough yeah. one. Yeah, there's 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 different uh items that play into that yeah. situation. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of this is a speed round within the speed round because it hasn't been very speed because I think speed in here is like inherently yes no or yes. blue 13, you know, like there's just a one word answer, but this is a little more lightning round and it's on the same path of the gender role thing. If you could change the gender roles that still largely exists today. Just snap your fingers and poof, they're changed or reversed. Which would you change? Okay, so we've already talked about this, but you know what? I'll just I'll drop that one. I'll drop. It was the guys paying most of the time for dates. We've already well covered territory. Far more normal for the guy to do the asking out. Would you want to change that? Reverse it so it was more women asked the guys, or or would you just leave it the same? I think women should be brave enough to ask. If they really want to. If they really want to. I knew to. you were going to say that. Beautiful that we think the same way on that. And, and I've only discovered that in the last two years, by yeah. the way. I've not been wise to this all my life. I grew up in a conservative family. Sure. You know, uh, uh, conservative culture. And so it was always the men had to, the men should ask. Otherwise, you're being easy or you're being a floozy if you're too forward. I love that word, floozy. I can't, you know what? I don't think many people use it. I think it's more of a our generation type of term. <laughs> and I got it from my dad. My dad would always say that word. I thought it was so funny. Like, I just, floozy. It's, you a, know. it's a nice word. It's funny. <laughs> I think it's cute. So um, I actually went as far as last summer, this woman um, who is in her mid-50s and came out of a 20-some-odd-year marriage and figuring out this whole dating scene, and she was going out with this guy she really, really liked, and she was one of those who expected that the man should always pay, the man should plan where the dinner should be, how the dinner should be, picked up at her door, yeah. opened the door, which is all great. I'm not... If that's what people want, if that's what someone wants for themselves, go at it, go have fun. Yeah. But, you know, we also live in modern times. And I asked her one day and I said, well, if you want to go hiking and he's not asking you, why don't you say, can you take me hiking? No, no I would not say that. Say, how would you like to go hiking with me? See how you word that? Would you like to take me? Because then you're still passive. You're oh. asking, but you're remaining passive. And I don't think that's a good idea. Because mm. I think, I really think that a woman should be able to ask a guy out whenever she wants. Because I, if you're... If you don't, then you're just waiting to be submissive all the time. Yeah, and you kind of get stuck in that role, which secretly women like, yeah, don't, it's, it's women interesting don't how you want said that. that. Yeah. It's, interesting. it's interesting how you said that. Would you take me hiking? Uh, so let's yeah. go on a hike together. That's not even being That's dominant. True. That's just asking someone if they want to spend some time with them and, right. and including what the activity might be if you did take some time with them. Right. So, yeah, so, you're, so you would change that one. I would Snap change that fingers, one quick. Make it a 50-50 thing. This is me snapping. I'm sure that comes across on my phone. Can you snap with both with both hands? I can. I can even click my tongue. Uh, how are you on whistling? <laughs> That's me. Now you try. Impressive. The do, can you do the dove call? 
I cannot do the double. All right, we'll work on that for next time, folks. <laughs> we'll work on that one for that. All right. Let's see. The waiting period for communication after a first date. Because it always used to be wait two or three days because you don't want to seem too needy or too interested. I know how I feel about this one. I'm interested to see what you think. Two to three days? Well, that was, and that's old school. Like, we all know that. When we were growing up, that was exactly what you were told. Don't seem overzealous. Wait a little bit. Oh. You, you're unfamiliar with that. That's a long time. No, no, no. But, but let's go back 20, 30 years. You're familiar with that. Like, that's kind of what you were taught, is it not? Yeah. Looking back, you're right. It was a couple of days. So clearly, by your reaction, I will be led to assume that you don't think that that's necessary nor cool. No. I mean, especially with text messaging, and we all know. Communication is so much easier. Before, it used to be you called someone, and you hoped that they answered. Right. If not, it was an answering machine, or go back far enough, and it was someone who lived with their parents because you were 18 or 17 or 16 or in high school. So you you would call on an old school phone that was on the, the freaking wall. So and you, somebody had to be there. Someone to had to answer the phone, right. <laughs> and like, you go back far enough with us because we're old enough, so there wasn't even an answering machine. Uh, yes, you're right. There was no answering machine. Ah. I know. Torture. All right, so now in Ooh. this day and age, do you believe in waiting to call we have to do this fast because no, we are taking forever I on this. Am, in a good way I, I i am a big believer of saying thank you once you get home i'm home thank you for a nice time i really appreciate it whether or not you like the date that's just polite okay because somebody who just took you out yeah would want to know if you also had a nice time yeah and you got home safely yeah i if if the person did not text me yeah after the time, you know, let's say sure. 20, 30 minutes of being home. Yeah. Um, no, not cool. Oh, okay. Not cool. So the next day, so let's say you go out with Skip for drinks from 7 to 9.30. You had a nice time. Just the gym was closing. So you, you went your way. He went his. And um, the Was text, there a kiss or no kiss? It was a good time was had. Okay. So maybe there was a little smoocheroo, nothing... Oh. Nothing too crazy. It's cold out. You got to get in the car. Because that raises the bar. Right. Okay, but you had a good time. You irrefutably yes. had a, a B plus time or better. Yes. I'm always a letter grade guy. <laughs> so you get home. He texts, I hope you got home safely. I, I just got home. It was, it was a really nice time. But it doesn't say, I want to do it again. It doesn't, just that. And then you say, yeah, I got home. I had a lot of fun too. So that's how the night ends. The next day, do you have a strategy or do you just kind of... Let him get in touch with you. Do we can answer this quickly? It's, I'm oh, down yeah, to 20 yeah, yeah. minutes. Uh, the strategy is um, if they did not contact you the next day, so you're uh, waiting for him. I would, I would maybe spend half a day saying, thinking to myself, he's busy, went to work, etc. And then I text, yeah. and if he still didn't say anything, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. If you got in touch, whether it be a call or a text, yeah. and he didn't text back, I'd say smell you later. Yeah. I have I have no problem saying, "Good afternoon. How was your day?" Yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, and I think people should be brave enough to do that more yeah. often. Yeah, and not play this game. Oh, so many women do it, but he hasn't texted me. Oh, uh, well, that's the know. worst. Everyone get over themselves. If yeah. you had a good time, let them know. If you do, if you had a good time, let her know. Whatever. Jesus. Say what you feel. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Life is short. See, that's some. Fi- that's a figuring it out moment. Don't wait. Don't play that game. What are you twelve? What are you in sixth grade? Give me a break. Sometimes it's harder said than done, though. I will All say. All right. Okay. Well, put yourself out there. If they're not interested, that's fine. Then you then you know that it's not a thing. All right. 
Again, so the, the, the question on the table is, if you could change the gender roles that exist today and snap your fingers, would you reverse them or would you keep them the same? The guy initiates the majority of sexual progression in the relationship. No, again, I, you'd have to go 50-50 on that one. Okay. I mean, women have to stand up and be confident enough yeah. to say, I need something, I want something, then you ask for it or you make an advance. Um, now, that's me. I'm not saying I've always done that. Um, but you can't rely on the guy to always make an advance. And then if you're into them, you can't then complain, well, he hasn't come after me, yeah. he hasn't touched me. You got to, I mean, Esther Perel talks about oh, 100%. this. 100%. Yeah, you we're talking every time we talk about an, an author or you know someone on the show. I mean, they're probably going to be fairly progressive. They're they're going to be very intelligent, and I think with that intelligence and, and with that being progressive, the progressiveness, whatever you want to call it, they're probably going to be more apt to make a move than someone who's a little more traditional. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I would say though, the fear of rejection, especially physical rejection is very hard for women to overcome. Right, but I think there's going to be so many verbal cues and there's communication going on. If you were in a situation where you're like, you know, I always use Skip as the generic male term. So yeah. you're out with Skip twice now. He's attractive. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're attracted to them and you've had a nice time. I think at some point in time, there's been some conversation about physicality, whether it just be light flirting or maybe you really got into chatting. You know, maybe right. we're both wired height, hot during the second date and we're like, you know, not chopping at the bit, but we're feeling that. I mean, I think there's going to be enough conversation where you know how that's going to be, you know, whether it's going to be accepted or not, or whether there's going to be um, reciprocated, whatever word you want to use there, right? So I don't think there's ever a going into a blind where you have no idea how the person's going to react. Oh, no. I you think there's a lot of that? Women are in uh, constant turmoil as to whether or not we're being too forward. Are we really? not forward enough? Scared to death. Why don't you just effing ask? Scared to death. What's going to happen? Rejection. Pain. Do you think someone's going to go out with you on a second or third date if they weren't physically attracted to you to some degree? Um, a lot of men are just indecisive and they're just going out because uh, they they don't have anything else better to do and because they're lonely and can't mm, find a mate. No one loves Joe more than me. <laughs> and I'm going to have to super respectfully and playfully disagree with you on that one. Oh, you got to get no, out No, it comes from a beautiful place. Well, I'm, I haven't dated a lot of guys, so I don't really know. But No. I hear you, but again, part of the podcast interest I have in this yeah. is you have a very different and more confident and braver perspective in the way women and men should treat each other and what and sorry you know we we always say women and men this also applies to um you know partners female over on female partners or male sure. and male regardless partners. Of, i think this goes without you know yeah um you were not categorizing one orientation or another i think it's all pretty much the same thing i mean you're just suggesting that a lot of times people don't let you know how being physical or being proactive physically would be received. You're suggesting that maybe guys aren't super transparent with that. Yeah, I mean, in I, you know, I got to tell you, it's not as easy as you're saying. I will certainly take that into account. Yeah, I'll try my. My best. heart's pounding just talking about it. See, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Wearing a, a monitor for our um, 
blood heart rate. Yeah, yeah, heart I rate. think would be great during this podcast. <laughs> See when it's spiking. elevated. <laughs> Mine is spiking right about like, no, no, it's hard. You All right, so last one on this, and this is kind of a first cousin to that one. Do you think it should or shouldn't be something that's cool or taboo to talk about past fun sexual experiences? Um, uh, reference to, or, you know, like a reference to sexual prowess, like for a, uh, for a man or woman to talk about some, you know, some experience that they had physically with someone else and, and relationships <laughs> gone by or experiences gone by. Um, I'm actually pretty Because women talk with themselves about how this happened with, Oh yeah. Skip. So you guys talk about it all the time. All the time. And guys talk about it, but that's no mystery. There's the whole there's a thing called locker room talk for a reason, right? Yeah. But do you think that that should that could be if if it was without you know, if 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 there was no penalty, if there was no perceived penalty for talking about it, do you think that would be fun to bring up or talk about? Or do you want to just play play the <laughs> stupid game of, "Oh yeah, I've I've only had three partners, and I've primarily remained chaste for my <laughs> dating career at age 50. You know, like, that's just not the case. And I think it's silly to pretend that. Yes. And I don't think you just sit there and talk about every last detail, but to, to talk about it positively, do you think that would be fun to, have, to be something that you could have the potential to talk about? Or do you think it just mums the word? Oh, talk no. about work. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Two things. Number one, if you think that locker room talk in the boys' room is worse or better than locker room talk in the girls' room, us girls, I'm telling oh, you, know. juicy I'm and detailed. Very well aware of that. That's, you're not surprising me there. All levels. Okay, so yeah. let's just get that straight. We're much more... Do you think it'd be cooler if... if the people that you, or, or, or if you, if some guy was talking about a relationship that he had and he, let's say, because inevitably that's happened in the first few dates. You're like, okay, the last time I hung out with this woman, Sally, and she was nice and we had a nice relationship and, you know, it probably lasted a little bit longer than it would have, but, you know, the sex was really good and it was really fun. Now to you, is that like, why no, is no, he no. talking about I, that? I, Are I, you okay with that? I get the question and the answer is um, warning to the man. Or, yeah. or your partner, yeah. you better be really clear and know who this person is who's asking because they could be asking for all the wrong reasons. What do you mean? Meaning, if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, how many partners have you had? Ugh. I got to tell you, they're judging. Some women yeah. are judging, are yeah. judging you, and they're judging you more, and they're trying to figure out if you have a compatible lifestyle than them. And unfortunately, it happens, but it does happen. For me, myself, I am a, I'm a, an extremely curious person, mm -hmm. as you know. I, ask <laughs> I, I am aware of that. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions, <laughs> but at the same time, I try not to be a hypocrite. Like, if I'm going to ask the question... Then share as well. I better be prepared to answer sure. the same question, and I would be prepared to answer it honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to talk about it. Um, I don't know if it's cool to talk about it if the relations were like yesterday. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, last <laughs> night I just yeah. Let's let's probably like not. Little Sally last night was yeah. real hot. She I, was <laughs> chandelier swinging. Yeah, look out. <laughs> then what am I doing having drinks with you tonight? You I don't know? know what I would do right. if I actually met someone in the real world and she was attractive and her name was Sally. I think I would just bust out laughing. <laughs> Right. And if you ran across someone whose name is Skip, you'd probably also be like, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> right. And, you know, and in fairness to women, you know, there are diseases out there. So you would want to know what the experience of the guy is and how often. So they're always judging. So be careful with that question. Yeah. But ask it right back is my thing. Ask it right back. Right. Right. So, tough one. I, I ask. I've always asked for as long as I could remember. Ask what? The experiences of the male. Well, the original question was, should a woman... Yeah, but it was a very generic question. But now no, you're, you're I, bringing I back to specific. me. So you, you, you literally asked someone in the first few dates, how many people have you slept with? You asked that? Well, there's a few... I would strongly recommend you change that habit if few, that's the case. <laughs> no, there's a few ways to ask it. You don't just go, so... How okay, many? then then enlighten me. Because uh, I want to get you, you one say, question. I've been so, lightning rounding you for yes, 40 minutes. That's I, okay. So, uh, yeah, payback's a bitch, right? <laughs> I don't think these were that tough. <laughs> no. They're not. I would say something like, so um, when was your last long-term relationship? Have you, and then you can be sneaky and say, okay, what about the short-term in between? So you're kind of doing a mental count in your head by asking those types mm. of questions. So sorry, it is an artful way of finding out, but I so don't... If someone asked me, when's the last time you had a long-term relationship? I would have 15 questions about that question, I feel like. Well, what do you consider a long-term relationship? Sure. Like, what do you... Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. But you'd answer. So you, you, you pro, but that seems I, more about what their style of romantic endeavors have been right. more so than. Right. Because I would say this. If a girl likes you on a first date, chances are they want to go and they're already looking at the third, fourth, fifth, sixth date. Uh -huh. So they have to determine, this is am, me I, anxiety. Am, I, am I like Tuesday girl or am I sa <laughs> and I, I'm Saturday girl? They will quickly go to that question. In, okay. their in their own heads. All right. So be careful when Fair. you're asked. Fair. Because it's... But girls, let me tell you, if you ask that question, you better be prepared to answer honestly. Yeah. I just don't and know that should. anyone answers that super honestly, especially women. They always say, if you ask for a count, for a guy, whatever the number is, you can divide it by two because they brag. And then a woman, you can multiply it by two because they try to... Make it make it assume like that they 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 appear chase or more virtuous than they actually are. I That's always a fun one. Unfortunately, I agree. Chase and virtuous. Yeah. Well, what? Yes, I think they're the same. They're <laughs> synonyms or very close. No, those are the fun ones. The chase and virtuous. No, I ones. no, I we've talked about this in the last one. I would rather someone just tell me the way it was, and if they're like, "Yeah, I slept with 150 guys," I'm like, "Great, you're pretty well practiced." <laughs> yeah. Ow! Right, right. Look out! Right. All right, so I had another great topic that I don't – we're going to have to get to next time, but I do want to talk about it um, real quick. And then if you want to ask me a question, because I've got another few minutes to go. But um, I wanted to talk about the, – the terminology I used was getting a grasp on ghosts. Mm. Not the real spirits, but I think I – think, I'm just going to read this because I typed this probably a week ago. I typed mm. this probably the day after you left because I wanted to come up with some fun things to talk about. And if the grammar is wrong or I spelled something wrong, I'm going to fumble it a little bit. But just that's just kind of a preface to what I'm going to say. How do we do with living with the haunting of a love that ran its course versus mm. ended before its time or ended in great distress? A lot like the theory of actual ghosts that are spirits trapped between the living world and afterlife. Do you feel like... You have experienced that. I assume we all have. How do we, and, and then a further discussion is, how do we see former relationships? Do we try to see the good, see the good times and just look back finally? Or some people just are salty about it and they, they mm. see the 
15 percent of the time that didn't maybe go well and they just they see that as a very salty experience i think that's a brilliant conversation i can't wait to have it but it should be kind of on the next one so that's maybe like a little preface just because i well i just i assume that you might have something that you wanted to ask because i have 10 minutes remaining and i figure i would like to get to that but i love how we talked about you know what i just said there about you know, kind of the comparison between a ghost in your personal life versus like an actual ghost, like a haunting, (laughs) because it is like, I think you, you, you remember someone or you, you struggle with that if it ended before it's time Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, if it ended in great distress so that that usually ends, it makes it end up being a lot more difficult to get over or difficult thinking about. So we'll talk about that next time. And yes. I, I will keep this note because I think that's a beautiful one. I think there's a lot to that. That's a half an hour right there if it's a minute. I'm just disappointed because that's a that's a me question Would you, you rather get to that? Oh, no. you're going to ask that. I, I, that is a, you phrased yeah. it a lot better than I would have, but that that is a burning question sure. for... I think anyone who's ever experienced heartbreak, which yeah. I'm assuming at this point in our lives, we have. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to talk about that in the next podcast. All right, so I'm going to leave that one. We're going to call that ghosts. Okay. We'll get to that one. Ghosts. Do you have any uh, probing questions or theories that you'd like to run across me in the last 10 minutes? So, since we only have a few minutes, I will say we, we usually start with reflections, but we didn't this time because it's, it was like a lifetime ago that uh, we did a <laughs> podcast. Um but going back to the nude beach example, <laughs> if you were in a committed relationship and you're exclusive, you've decided you're exclusive, okay, and you went to a nude beach by yourself, is that considered cheating? I have. This is a very easy one. Absolutely not. And I don't think that I would do well dating someone who determined that in being exclusive, it counts as cheating if I went to a nude beach. Especially, By yourself. Yeah. Wait, did I make out with someone on the nude beach? Like, what happened at the nude beach? I just went there and sunbathed and maybe saw three women that were attractive and the rest of them could block out the sun? Like, what? what that's not remotely cheating. I, I, I assume that there are some people that would fall into the category of. I absolutely would mention it. Before is that or what you're after gonna ask? you went? Oh, I would imagine I stumbled upon it. I, I, in my life... Oh, no, no. I'm talking like you intentionally planned a day, you're hanging What out percentage of new beats do you think there are a bunch of attractive people hanging out on? I don't attraction think there are many. no attraction. But, oh, no, there was some... I, like, I can say this uncategorically nice that I would never search out to go to a nude beach. The closest I would ever come was... There's a bar in Key West where the very top floor is um, it's outside, it's a rooftop, and it's, what's it called, the Garden of Eden or something like that, and I've never been, but I would consider going to that just because it's hilarious to stand around with a drink and you're naked. <laughs> but I would never go to a nude beach, so I guess it's kind of a moot point, but at the same time, I would have no problem telling someone that I did do that. I might have a problem if I were in a committed relationship and the guy said, oh yeah, I just spent the entire day at the nude beach. I, I, I might start to question his intentions. Yeah. So. Plus, if you're nude and you're getting sun, you're going to burn pretty fast. <laughs> you better not be there I'd for notice. more than like an hour and a half. I'd notice, right? Yeah. I just, you have, uh, this is a Dan Savage moment. Like it, when you talk about cheating or you talk about something that's not couth for the person that you're seeing, like you have to narrow the definition of what someone's going to get grumpy with because you just be grumpy with each other all the time. True. Dan Savage crushes that point. He's like, if you, 
widen the birth of what you'd consider cheating with is two people in a relationship, then you're always going to constantly be in trouble. But if you narrow that, it's like a spray chart for golf. If you hit the ball a long way, you're always going to hit the ball a long way. But if you can make your misses be 20 yards off to the left and 20 yards off to the right instead of 40 yards, then you're going to be a better golfer. You're going to have a better relationship. You can be really specific about what you consider cheating. And you have that be a less broad item, then you're going to be in better shape. If if you think that it's cheating, like if your partner goes to a nude beach as a giggle, like if you're going there to pick people up, what's the difference between that and just going out to a bar? Like if, Joe, if you and I were dating and we were exclusive and you constantly were going out to bars, I'd be like, what, what's the point of that? I know that you're not a big, huge fan of drinking, so you're just going out to be social or you're trying to meet other people. Like I, it'd be the same thing for me. I don't think it would be much different. If I went there, it would be a, to get a giggle because my one experience at a nude beach was <laughs> – a giggle. I got my giggles. Uh, these naked people were playing volleyball. Oh, God. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it's the first time I ever thought of calling it volleyballs instead of volleyball. <laughs> it was not a pretty sight. I can't imagine. It wasn't Brad Pitt Fight Club That's playing right. volleyball. It was not. <laughs> More power to them. I think that freedom and feeling free is, is good. So I, I do have a real lightning round question for you. Fire. Along the lines of Nude Beach, which you can... You don't have to make too big of a leap to say, to talk about whether or not people have sex in public. Okay. In my brain, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, this is a yes or no for you. Okay. Ready? Yep. Have you ever done it? It? Have full on sexual intercourse. Yes. Full on. Yes. Not foreplay. Not foreplay. Okay. It in these places. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of no's, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think I'm lame. <laughs> With my physicality, but I feel like in public, these are all going to be no's. But go ahead. I just don't want to, people to feel it. So know. this is full on doing it. Full on doing Fire it. Fire Because this was a conversation we had in yeah. Miami among friends. Um, ready? Yeah. A park or a public garden? Have not. A library? Have not. Your parents' bed? <laughs> have. Sorry, Ted and Kit. They don't listen, thank God. <laughs> yes. I have, yes. Oh, boy. I wouldn't have been apologizing if the answer was no. <laughs> a public restroom? No. I just rescued a woman from a public restroom. <laughs> you just rescued <laughs> women on the toilet in the public restroom. Go me. <laughs> a gondola? I don't ski, no. Do you know anyone who has? No, but I have seen... Oh, I, I sure do. And I think very recently, as a matter of fact, we'll save those names to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Um, although I have maybe stumbled across porn where that happened, and I thought it was oh. rather intriguing. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just scared of heights. I just would never do it. Because uh, I'm, I'm usually like ducked and hiding underneath. But again, I think you're really limiting this by, say, full-on intercourse. Um, Unfortunately, I think most of the questions, most of the answers are still no. Yeah, but, because, okay. okay. Uh, the last one I have is a funny one. It, a lactation pod at the airport. Clearly not. Oh. I don't hang out in those very frequently. But so, so the question for someone who would be frightened by that area would be a family restroom at a airport. And the answer is, ooh, wait. Full on? No. Full on no? But maybe oh. some interaction of some yeah. sort. And that was at uh, maybe Reagan International. Oh, no. But it wasn't full on. Okay. It wasn't full on. Okay. I think we can end it there. Yeah. <laughs> With giggles <laughs> all around. Heartbeats racing in and out of 
acceptable by medical science. Right, right. It's fun, though. They're fun questions. Good, good, good. All right, well, next, the next topic I would like to discuss at the, at the next podcast, sure. just to give our listeners a little preview, I think ethical non-monogamy, you yeah. raised that today. I think that's a topic that we've been asked to talk sure. about. Yep. Um, infidelity or cheating, and we can talk about how you define that because yeah. there's lots of variations of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that's a um, hot, hot button topic there. Yeah. And orgasm gap. What? I heard this terminology today, the orgasm gap. That word is frightening me. You'd be surprised. Not orgasm gap. I'm. What? what? <laughs> give us. Give me a brief definition. Of what the hell you're talking about? Um. Well, I will. I will in the next podcast. Okay. Um, it's from your girl, oh, Dr. Wednesday Martin. Okay. Who is cute as a button. So it's kind of hard when you're listening to her and watching her. You're thinking she's too cute to be this smart. And and I'm not being misogynistic or anything. But it's it's, it's okay if you so are if you're a female and saying it. If I had just said that, I might. Get right. my ass kicked a little you know, bit. No, what I mean by that is she looks like she's 12 years old just having fun at life, but what she's saying is quite intelligent yeah. oh. and advanced and all amazing. All the studies, have you got into the bonobos and all that stuff yet? All the primates? Not. Uh, I, I, I'm, that's the part I'm like, that's going to blow your mind. I'm 15 minutes into it, and I'm thinking uh, my mind is blown, and yeah. I'm getting nervous and all that stuff. So lots of great material. I if, you, if you want a backstage pass... <laughs> <laughs> into understanding female sexuality as a guy you should read that as a, as a straight guy and i think as a woman you should read that book just because you know it sounds like i'm trying to sell copies of that book that I book is ridiculously good and yeah. you're only through a few pages right yeah. or maybe a chapter or whatever yeah and i read i heard some of her podcasts okay so, so it's so good in understanding maybe how you plural not you joe yep. have felt as a woman sometimes and not so so you don't feel guilty about it Fair? Totally, and that's what she talks and about. Esther Perel's the same way. A lot of what she talks about, right. feel so, better about things. So orgasm gap, I'm not trying to be salacious in these podcasts, but these are real topics that are important to discuss. Mm. So for self-awareness and self-understanding. Of course. Always. Or entertainment as well. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All right, well, we're signing off. Josh is on his way out to some uh, central, central New, New York. York. Yeah. Be yeah. careful with your driving. That's right. I will do the best that I can. All right. Have a good evening, everyone. See ya.